Hello, this is Michael James King coming to you from beautiful Round Town, USA, where two bishops were discussing the decline in moral standards in the modern world. One said to the other, I didn't sleep with my wife before we were married. Did you? The other one said, well, I don't know. What was her maiden name? <laughs> this is yet another edition of God's Love Club, the podcast that talks about God's divine love and what it means for you today. We, as always, are giving a shout out to spirit-led believers everywhere and greeting them with a holy kiss. We confess Jesus Christ as our personal risen Lord and Savior thanking him for his sacrifice on Calvary, and we look forward to his soon appearing in the clouds. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that your Holy Spirit anoint us as we speak to your people today. We ask that your revelation flow and that everybody is edified by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, my co-host with the Spirit-led most is the lovely Christy Smith, the darling of Round Town, USA. Christy is happy and well-adjusted in beautiful downtown Roundtown, where she believes without limits, prays for her family and friends unceasingly, and treats everyone with loving kindness. The title of this podcast today is The Favor of the King. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I don't know. I don't know what to think of those bishops. <laughs> no kidding. The Roundtown bishops. Wow. I know. At least one of them is really an upstanding moral character. And the other one is honest. <laughs> right. Today we're going to talk about the favor of the king. And this came out of a revelation that God was showing me this week that it's better to have the favor of the king than to have riches. Because when you have the favor of the king, everything is available to you. You know, when the king likes you, other people like you. When the king likes you, if you need something done, you simply ask the king and the king decrees it and it's done. It's kind of like the ultimate person to have in your corner. And I was thinking about the state of the world this week and the news is so depressing. I mean, it's just one crisis after another. And even if it isn't a crisis, they'll say it's a crisis. And it's really depressing. And you have a tendency when you hear about all these things that are going wrong to think that our future is not that good. But I remember what happened to me during COVID. I didn't know, God didn't tell me that COVID was coming, but he did tell me to do certain things. And I didn't know why he told me to do them, but I just did them. I did them out of faith. I did them because my father said so. And consequently, Myself and my family rode out COVID with little discomfort. Mm -hmm. And only in hindsight, I look back on that and I say, you know, even though the world was kind of going crazy, we were okay. And it dawned on me that the reason that happened is because I was listening to Jesus and I had the favor of the king because I was listening to my Lord and I was doing what he said to do when he said to do it with the people he said to do it with then things worked out because God was happy that I was obedient and that I was walking in faith even though I didn't understand why he was saying to do the things he was saying to do. And then I got to thinking that in the world, Christian and non-Christian alike tend to think that everything's going to hell in a handbasket. If you're in the world, you think that World War III is coming or there's another pandemic coming or there's a financial collapse coming. If you're in the church, a lot of times you think Armageddon's just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And in either one of those groups, 
things are not pleasant. They don't look good. But the revelation that God gave me is that the flood that wiped out all life on earth lifted Noah up and his family to safety. What was meant for destroying all flesh actually was the means that saved them so that they could continue. And the truth is we don't have to fear the future because we have the favor of the king. He likes us because we listen to him and we do what he wants us to do when he wants us to do it with whomever he wants us to do it with. And therefore, because we're doing his will, we have his favor. And even though darkness gets darker, the light within us gets brighter. And while everybody else is fearing the next thing that happens, we can look forward to God doing miracles in our life because he is with us and we do have the favor of the king. We don't have to fear the future. In fact, for us, while the world is going to hell, we're getting prepared to go to heaven. It reminds me of that scripture that says God is able to keep his people alive during famine. But the interesting thing is that God blesses his people when they are in obedience to him. We don't earn his blessings per se, but the safety that we long for and the peace that he promises and all the provision when he says he will take care of us comes when we are aligned with him and doing what he asks us to do. We can't just go live our lives the way we think and sin in all kinds of different ways and do whatever we feel feels good and expect that God is always going to take care of us and bless us. The blessings come from the obedience. We still belong to him and our salvation is secure if we have made our true faith and we really believe in who Jesus is and what he's done for us. But we can't have the best life that we can possibly have on earth and the protection from what is coming unless we are in the favor of the king. And you get in the favor of the king by serving him, by obeying him, by being where he wants you to be and being available to him to do what he wants to do. I like that you used the analogy of the king because a lot of times I think people believe that God is more like a genie and you just ask him for what you want and he loves you and he wants to give you whatever you want. So you just tell him what you wish and if you believe enough and have enough faith, then you will have it. But the king is the one who's in control. Everything has to go through him in order to happen in the kingdom. The king is the one who orders the decrees that people carry out. And even more so with God, because he's the creator of the universe. He's the creator of this earth. Nothing that is going on on the earth today is a surprise to him. And he is not freaked out and he is not out of control. He is allowing whatever is coming to pass to come to pass. And he's going to work it into his tapestry of his purposes for this earth. And the more we align with him, the more we are just in that favored place. I like what you said. If you had need of something, you can ask the king and he will give you what you need. If you are in his favor, he's going to want to give you what you need. In fact, he wants to give you even more and he wants to bless you even more because you are just being obedient to what he's asking you to do. But outside of his favor, a criminal who's fighting against the king's purposes and who is an enemy to the king, when he comes and asks for something from the king, it's not going to be given because he's not in the favor. The favor is the safe place, but it's not something that we manipulate what happens to us. It's that we serve the king and do what he asks us to do. And it puts us in a place where we are in line for provision and blessing and just to be taken care of. Well, exactly true. You know, people tend to think that serving God becomes really difficult and complicated. We're not quite sure how to do it. But we're patterned and made after God's image and likeness. And The way that you would please an earthly king is a good start 
in order to please a heavenly king. To be in a monarch's favor, you do good. You don't oppress the poor. When you have a chance to do something good for him, you do it without wanting remuneration. And you get in good with the king by being a help to the king. The king has all this responsibility for his kingdom, and he's looking for people to help him carry out that responsibility in a very honest and timely manner. And so if you want the favor of the king, you become a good servant to the king. And then the king says, well, well done, my good and faithful servant. You can have this property over here, mm-hmm. or I'll pay off your debt over there. And likewise, with our heavenly father, who is the eternal king, who reigns over heaven and earth, if you are a good servant to him, if you are kind to the poor, if you are good with his money, if you go and you help those that are in need, or you carry out his instructions to the letter in a timely manner, he'll look favorably upon you, and you'll have the favor of the king. And what you need to have done, he'll take care of you. Why? You do things for him. Mm-hmm. You make his life easier. Yeah, and you help him carry out his purposes. Yeah, exactly. And so he's going to take care of the person that is helping him run the kingdom. And I was just thinking that I don't have to fear the future. That's right. Yeah. I don't care if the world is not doing good. It's the world's fault. I'm going to align myself with him. And the more I do his will in a timely manner, in the way he wants it done, with whomever he wants it done with, the more I get the favor of the king. And so when I get into a scrape and I don't know what to do, the favor of the king will work for me. When I come to a difficulty, the favor of the king will work for me because what I cannot do, he can do. Mm -hmm. And he will make right the things that are beyond me. And so while everybody is fearing what may come, we can look at it with anticipation Mm -hmm. in God because we know that God will take care of us and that when the world seems like it's going after the Antichrist and everything's lost and we have to love not our lives unto the death, we can unbow ourselves and look up for our redemption draweth nigh. We get to look towards greater and greater miracles in our lives. And finally, the greatest miracle of them all called the rapture, where in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, We'll be caught up to meet Jesus in the clouds, and we'll look on him, and we'll know him because we shall be like him. Everything goes worse and worse for those who do not know God, who will not hear his voice, will not do his will. But everything goes better and better for those who will hear God, listen to his voice, and do his will. Mm -hmm. And this is what all Christians have to look forward to. When you're in the will of God, your life becomes easier because it's in the best interest of God to protect you, mm-hmm. and to keep you safe. Why? Well, you're doing his will. He loves you in the first place, but because you're hearing his voice, you can be moved to the place he wants you to be moved to. You can take the job he wants you to take, or you can speak the people he wants you to speak. His will is being performed through you. And like any great master, he wants to protect his most valuable servants. <laughs> it's not like he only loves you because of what you can do. But you're a lot easier to work with Mm -hmm. when you obey his voice. You know, he loves you no matter what. He loves you if you don't do his will. Mm -hmm. He loves you if you do do his will. But doing his will puts you in a position to be blessed by him. Not doing his will makes it almost impossible for him to bless you. 
So I was very, very much encouraged this week, seeing that I don't have to fear the future. Yeah. I can actually look at the future as a very positive thing for me, no matter what's going on exactly. in the world. Exactly, yep. I don't have to fear financial collapse. I don't have to fear China. I don't have to fear COVID. I don't have to fear an asteroid coming from the sky. I don't have to fear an electromagnetic pulse. I don't have to fear those things. Why? Because if I am hearing God's voice and doing what he wants me to do, when he wants me to do it, with whomever he wants me to do it with, he will move me out of harm's way. And if he doesn't, he'll protect me in that place. Exactly. And if it is his will that I pass away, I will pass away and the next thing I see will be Jesus. So it's a win-win-win situation for me. And what's so important about having this mindset is that we are not given a spirit of fear. Our hearts are not supposed to be fearing what is coming. Our hearts are supposed to be expectant with faith of the miracles that God is going to do. There's many people that live in fear. They live in fear because they watch the media. Fear, fear, fear. It's fear. Mm -hmm. Listen to them or bad things ensue. But even during the midst of great darkness... If we allow God to dwell in us and shine through us, the light will grow. The light will increase. And while everybody is trembling and fearing that they're not going to live another day, we'll be witnessing to somebody about the great things of God. We'll be encouraging them, hold on for another day. God is with you. Remember what Paul did when they had that big storm on that ship? The seasoned sailors were thinking they're all going to die. They're all going to drown. And an angel appears to Paul and says, you know, it's going to be okay. Everybody will be saved. And so what did Paul do? He got up in the midst of that storm that he had been going through and encouraged everybody that I've just seen a sign and you're going to be okay. We're all going to make it. And they all did. And then when he got onto the beach and he was making a fire to warm everybody. He got built by a poisonous snake and everybody was watching him. Oh, this guy's surely going to die. You know, the gods are against him. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. We have a marvelous life. Yeah. We have a lot to look forward to. The greatest days in the Christian church are yet ahead of us. And we are going to do works in this generation that if we were told you, you wouldn't believe it. The tabernacle Christian that is fully united with God above will do miracles and they will have a presence of God that you cannot imagine. When you are with Jesus, you are with God. You felt God through him. And as the body of Christ, the world is going to feel Jesus once again. Jesus is going to walk every place in this world through his body. And as we are manifesting the Son of God to those who need him, he is going to do miracles just like he did the first century. He wants everybody to believe in him. And so just like Jesus yielded to God and he raised the dead, healed the sick, walked on water, caused the wind and the waves to lay down like a puppy dog, we are going to do the same things and greater works. This is the word of God. Good days are ahead of us. We are going to have an amazing life in God. And we are going to go places and do things that we can't imagine now. And we don't have to even know what they are because we're going to do them day by day. 
All you have to have is a successful 24 hours. And then have another successful 24 hours. String that in seven days and you have a successful week. We don't have to dwell in fear. No. If we are in God's will, we have the favor of the king. And we will have good things happen to us, even if the world is falling apart around us. That's right. If you're sitting outside in the sunlight with a candle, it's not really evident that you have a candle. But the darker it gets, the brighter your candle seems to be getting. Yes. The truth is that the candle's not getting any brighter. The candle is what it is, but it's just the contrast of the darkness around it that makes it so visible. Right. So the darker the world seems to get, the more important it is that we are that candle. The scriptures say that we need to be ready to give an account of why we have such a hope. When people say, why are you hopeful? Why are you not afraid? We can tell them why, because things are going to end well for us. <laughs> when you're in the favor of the king, when you belong to God, it's going to end well. There's exactly. nothing to fear. He will take care of us in the meantime. Nobody's going to live forever. And if God has a time for us to die before the rapture, that's his prerogative. But if you belong to him and you're following his will, even that will be a joyful transition because, like you said, you'll see Jesus and you'll be with him where he is. And he'll even give comfort to those around you that you love and that love you if it is in his timing. When Jesus was on earth, there were many times people tried to take his life. They would try to capture him and he would sneak out through the crowd and they would turn on him and again he would escape. He was not harmed. God would not allow him to be harmed until it came to the time when he needed to lay down his life. And even that he did willingly in obedience to God. They couldn't have forced him to take his life. He laid it down because God asked him to for a specific reason. So we can't go home before our time. That's not an excuse for us to just live frivolously and text and drive and God's not going to let me die before <laughs> my time. It's no. modern day snake handling. <laughs> exactly. You know. But it is an encouragement to us when we are in obedience to God and doing what he wants us to do. He's not expecting perfection. It's not like he only loves us and will only bless us if we're perfect and we're doing exactly what he wants. But it's when we're constantly in resistance to what God is trying to do in our lives that we step out of that flow and that provision. It's like an umbrella. The closer you stand to the person who's holding the umbrella, the more protection from the rain you're going to get. When you walk away from the person that's holding the umbrella, there's no guarantee that you're not going to get rained on. So we need to stay close to God who is holding the umbrella of protection over our lives to make sure we have that protection. And having that favor gives us all kinds of things to hope for. Provision when other people don't have provision. Parking spaces when nobody else can have parking spaces. I mean, ridiculous things like that that seem like they don't really matter are signs that God gives us, that He is with us, that He is guiding us, that we're in His flow and in His will. And blessings come. And when you need something, you ask God. Because like you said, God is not going to make life overly difficult for those who are doing His will. He wants people on this earth who will represent Him, who will obey Him, who will do the things that He wants to have done, who will speak on His behalf. And the more you are willing to be that vessel for him, the more you're going to find yourself in his flow and the joy and the blessings that come from just being in his presence are there. And so we have nothing to fear and we need to be that light in the darkness to show people there can be hope and there can be joy even in this time when it seems like the world is just spiraling down. There is hope for those who belong to God and who are in the king's favor and they can be part of that. It's not exclusive. It's inclusive for anybody that wants it. We just need to help people understand that they need to connect to God through Jesus and then listen to his spirit as he guides them. And we will be in an amazing place of safety and protection and blessing. Very much amen to that. The favor of the king works like this. I wanted a certain leather satchel. 
Not because I needed it, just because I thought it looked cool. I'm a writer, and so I wanted my writing satchel to put my writing stuff in. So I looked on eBay. I looked on Amazon. I looked at different places, and all these satchels I wanted that were actual leather were 100 or 200 bucks. Yeah, I'd like one, but I don't want one that badly. <laughs> so I just kind of put it out of my mind, and I used my little clipboard and whatever I could find. And it was good enough. And yesterday I was in a secondhand store and there was the exact satchel I wanted for 35 bucks. Wow. And I bought it. Now I have the satchel and it cost me one third or less of what I would have paid for it retail. Now, it's not a must, Mm -mm. but it's just the favor of the king. You know, he knew I wanted it and he made it happen. I have had that happen so many times and... I recognize now that because I sacrifice my own wants and desires to do his kingdom work, that he makes up for that in his own way Mm -hmm. and in his own time. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that I've wanted that I've given up because God wanted me to do different things or spend my money on different things at the time. And what I've noticed is that I ended up with them anyway, and usually at a tenth of the cost. Mm -hmm. They just show up. Not because I'm better than other people, because God wants to bless everybody. I think in my particular instance, it's because I do listen to God and I do do what he wants when he wants to do it. And then he makes up the difference in a different way. I remember (laughs) because I followed God, I lost almost a quarter million dollars one time. I remember the day that they carted off my custom motorhome with my custom computer desk and my custom motorhome. That was hard. And I just watched the repo agents and it was gone. And I lived in a trailer, I think for seven years, 29 foot trailer. Everything seemed to go from bad to worse, to awful, to tragic. (laughs) And then I got in an accident and I was laid up. And I remember during that time, I would still sing to God. God would give me songs. He'd give me revelations. I'd still walk with God. And it was a pretty awful time in my life. Then one day, I got a call from my lawyer. And the lawsuit against the people that would hit me in the auto accident was done. And I was, again, a quarter million dollars richer. And in the next few weeks, I was living in my present home. There was no way that I was ever going to have a house. But there I was. We were so used to living in the trailer, we didn't know what to do with all the room in the house. And so we congregated. We just sat together in the living room wondering (laughs) what to do. But if we just humble ourselves and strive to do God's will and God's work, things will tend to work out for the positive. When the flood came to Noah, it lifted him and his family up. Yeah. That's a really good picture because the darker it gets, the brighter we are as the candles. And the more we are assured that, okay, the time is drawing near for us to be lifted up and taken to God. Your story is interesting with your history and the years of struggle that you went through because God did repay. But sometimes he allows us to walk through difficulties for a while for whatever reason. I remember in my difficult situation, years before he delivered me, he promised me he would be delivering me. 
every single day there would be some scripture that would jump out at me that God promised he was going to deliver me and he'd be telling yeah, my exactly. spirit. But it took years before it actually came to pass. When it came to pass, it came to pass quickly in a moment. And the Holy Spirit said, now's the time. But it took a long time in my estimation. In hindsight, nothing is ever as long as it seems when you're going through it. But God doesn't deliver us immediately. You know, Paul was in that storm. Yes, and with then everybody he, else. Yeah, with everybody else. And he was going to be afraid, but then the angel said, no, don't worry about it. So then, okay, he's not afraid. But then as soon as he's rescued from that, he gets bit by a snake. So things are not always great. Even though he didn't get killed by the snake, it couldn't have been a pleasant experience getting bitten by the snake. So just because there are good things ahead of us doesn't mean that life is always going to be perfect. But the joy that we have and the hope that we have is that God will deliver us from this difficulty. If we're following God and leaning into him, we're going to have everything we need. You got the satchel that you wanted. Maybe you didn't get it when you first wanted it, but you did get it. And that's what we need to remember with God is that the timing is important. And a lot of times he will let us endure trials because he uses them to test our faith. And when he sees, wow, they're faithful to me, even in this, eventually he will deliver us and even grant us things that we desire that we don't even really need just because he wants to bless us. Our heart is for you to be edified. Edified is just a biblical word for being built up. It's a a word that means that you'll get something out of this. And I want you as an individual to start to have a deeper relationship with God. Because when you are connected with God, you increase the body of Christ. And so it builds up everybody when you are built up. And I know that a lot of people, they're stuck in a kind of rut, a kind of way of thinking they've always had. They don't know how to break out of it because they don't have an example of how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, how am I going to think differently? Yes. How am I going to do my life differently? Very, very difficult. They don't have an example, and that's what we try to provide you in these podcasts. God really is deeply concerned about you. Mm. He's deeply concerned about your future. He wants you to come towards him so that he can give you eternal life. He wants to rescue you from this condition called planet Earth. And we want to help you to realize that there is another way. When you have the favor of the king, you can live a different life. Your life can be full of synchronicities instead of disappointments. Mm -hmm. Things can go well with you instead of always having something lurking around the corner that's going to be a disaster. The one thing that I've found is my estimation of what is faith, or even great faith, is just a few steps shy of what God really wants us to be. I've been shocked that when I've been at the absolute limits of my belief, it's just when God was barely to pick up the slack. Jeez. It's just been a lot more than I thought it would be. And to be in the will of God was a lot different than I was taught. I went to a very strict Pentecostal-type Bible college, and we really believed in what we believed. And we found out through experience that God was a lot different than what we thought. I needed to be flexible. I needed to change my position in order to get in line with God. And until I did that, my life was pretty much a hedge of thorns. I was just getting stuck every other time I placed my foot down on Mm -hmm. the path. And I couldn't figure out why I was getting stuck by thorns because this was the way to go. This is what the Bible said. And when I found out, no, that's not what the Bible said, 
I removed myself from that path of thorns and got on a smooth path of God that didn't have stones and thorns and things that stuck me every time I turned Mm -hmm. around. Consequently, my life is a lot better now. But until I was willing just to listen to God rather than my natural mind, or more importantly, other people's natural minds, Mm -hmm. I couldn't see it. I just could not see it. And I kept sticking myself and I kept thinking, but Lord. <laughs> but then some people are saying, well, you know, this is just the Christian life and you've got to suffer for Christ's namesake. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I thought, away with that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I found out I didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I found out I could just get in line with what God said to me and then everything quieted down. It does. Isn't that amazing? That is one of the fallacies of the Christian church is that we are meant to suffer. That, unfortunately, what a lot of people are told if they're in difficult relationships, well, you just need to suffer because God wants you to suffer. No, God doesn't want you to suffer in your relationships. He has blessing for you. It's not that we have a perfect life. We don't. We come up with difficulties. We're in a difficult world. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But he followed that up with saying, take heart because I have overcome the world. We overcome the world when we line up with him. We can have that same anointing on our life that he had to let us escape out of a crowd when somebody's coming to attack us, to protect us from storms, to be able to take a nap in a boat when there's a horrible storm around us. We can have that same anointing of joy and peace and hope and know that nothing will happen to us until the appointed time. And we may not have an appointed time. It may just be the rapture for us. But fear is not anything that needs to be a part of our lives. We can honestly when we line up with God, be in his favor. You make a good point about the life in God as being something very different than what you're taught. Because when Adam and Eve were created, they were in perfect alignment with God. When they sinned, they started to veer off. Well, if you're veering off from the beginning point at an angle and you go two feet out, you're not too far away. But if you go further and further and further and further and further from that trajectory of where you're supposed to be, Thousands of years later, we are really off as a human race from what God intended. So when we snap back into alignment with God, things look very, very different than what we expect. A lot of times things look very different. There have been many times in my life when God has to tell me, did I tell you that or is that your natural minded thinking? Where did that thought come from? Where did that belief come from? And I have to go back and weigh it and even look at the scripture and understand the context of scripture and understand by the spirit what God is saying, because we have a lot of misunderstanding that comes from our fallen nature that has just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse as time goes on. But God is gracious. He doesn't turn us so abruptly that we get freaked out at where we're going. He wants us to walk by faith. You shared the way that God led you before COVID hit. If he would have started the sentence with, Michael, there's a worldwide pandemic coming, and here's what I want you to do to prepare, it would have incited fear. It would have been, oh my gosh, this is horrible. But instead, he said, I want you to do this, I want you to do this, and you just followed him step by step, didn't really know why, and therefore you didn't have anything to fear. When it did come upon you, you were like, no, we're, we're okay, we're taken care of, this was done, this was done. That's how we need to live our lives. And if we understand that being led by the Spirit and obeying him will lead to blessing, That's what the favor of the king is about. But when you're a servant of the king, you don't go sit necessarily in his throne room and understand all of his plans. He doesn't lay out the plan for the kingdom to you necessarily. He tells you what you need to know to be able to do what he needs you to do. And often, if he were to tell us where we were heading, we would not be prepared for that yet. When he moves you into what he's moving you into, 
he gives you the grace to be able to handle it. But if you try to go ahead of what he's doing in your mind, you don't have what he gives you to handle it. And sometimes we need maturity and growth before we can actually do something that he wants us to do. So if we don't have the maturity and the growth that we need to do it, what makes us think we're going to have the maturity and the growth to understand what's coming? We have to take things as he gives it to us and walk by faith. I remember when I was looking for a place to live in the city where I was going to be teaching. And there was a certain apartment complex that I saw, and I really wanted one of those apartments. They were pretty new. They really looked nice from the outside. There was a trailhead to a hiking path right outside the door, and I love to take walks. And I really wanted that. And I asked God, could I please have that? And it just didn't seem like that door was opening. The availability got further and further out. It looked like it was not going to work. And one day he just led me by his spirit to the place that he wanted me to have. Walked in. Someone had just given their notice to move out. They just had an opening that day. And I just stepped right into it. It was completely from God. And I was very blessed because this is a much nicer place than the one that I initially wanted. And it has a lot more amenities to it and much closer to the school where I'm teaching. And it worked out so much better. But in my heart, I kind of thought, well, I really like the idea of having the path to walk right outside the door. After I'd been here for about two or three weeks, I had had my eye on this path that walks down by the river that's nearby, trying to figure out where I could drive my car to the start to be able to get onto it. And I realized the path walks right in front of the apartment building, but it was down underneath where this bridge comes over and I didn't even see it. I had never even seen it there before. So I am able to just step outside my door, walk on this path. Within a few minutes, I'm down hiking by a little river where I've seen foxes and rabbits and all kinds of things. And in the middle of the city, there's like this little wilderness part down by the river that is right outside my door. I had no idea that was even there. God knew my heart and planned to bless me. So a lot of times when we ask God for things and it seems like he's telling us, no, we think, well, I don't deserve that. He doesn't want me to live in a nice place. He wants me to live in a bad place. He doesn't want me to have a good relationship. He wants me to have a bad relationship. Or he wants me to have no relationship. Or he doesn't want me to have the job that I really want. I just need to suffer doing this other job. But most of the time, if you are aligned with him and doing his will and in his flow and in his favor, if he's telling you no and closing the door on something, it truly is because he has something better. He knows the desires of our hearts and he wants to meet them. And what's more, he knows what we really, really want, what we really desire, what is really good for us and what we are created to be and do and have. And if we'll trust him to lead our lives, if we trust him to guide us and we go step by step, we're going to end up in such an amazingly blessed place. And he'll bless us with things that we didn't even realize that we desired. When we get them, we think, wow, this is great. This satisfies a need that I had. And I didn't know that I wanted this. I didn't know that this is a part of what God created me for. But it's a beautiful existence. We need to be able to trust him moment by moment. He's not going to show us the big picture. We need to understand that When we come into alignment with him, it's a snapping back into where we should have been. And it's going to look really, really strange to a lot of us for a while, maybe forever. (laughs) Everything that he asks of us and wants us to do. But trusting him brings the peace and the joy and the blessing. And joy and blessing is better than sorrow and tragedy. Right. A lot of people, they've had a really hard life. And they have a real hard life right now. And they wonder, how can it possibly ever change? Well, most likely, if you don't do anything different, it won't. If you want to change your future, do something different in the present. Mm, Yeah. And the different thing you can do is start listening to God until Mm. you start hearing his voice. Then when you hear his voice, you do his will. You don't question it. You just do it. And you don't know why he wants you to do something, but you just do it. 
And that's how you change your future for the better. You start listening to God and doing exactly what he says to do. Mm. When he says to do it, with whomever he says to do it. When I started doing that about 35 years ago, it made everybody mad. I got kicked out of two churches. Why? I just didn't agree with what they thought. I remember after that, I went to like 10 different churches and I tried to fit in and everybody liked the Holy Spirit in me, but they didn't like what Jesus said and who Jesus was in me. And I tried. I really tried to fit in. And then I finally came to the conclusion, I'm not going to fit in because Jesus didn't fit in. No, he didn't. So when I try to be what Jesus wants me to be, they don't like me any more than they like him. Mm -hmm. And so I quit trying. And I just let God move me to wherever he wanted him to take me. And I started doing whatever he wanted me to do. I started writing. We started these podcasts. And now we feel like we're doing what God wants us to do. We're encouraging others to start connecting with God individually and mm -hmm. start listening to his voice and doing his will on moment-by-moment -moment basis. And this really is what we feel our part of the move of God is. We're not going to be the ones that go and build on this foundation. Just laying the foundation is a lot of work. But others who catch the vision or maybe part of the vision will start building something on a sure and firm foundation of tabernacles. And what they build will stand because this is actually what God is doing right now. Where God is at and what God is truly doing is so different than what you understand God to be. It takes great faith to move to where he is doesn't look at all like where you're at. And this is the reason that you're not having success in God, because you're where the world thinks God is, and God hasn't been there for a while. He's off over the horizon, and you'd need a telescope to see him now. And so there's quite a bit of change that needs to go on in our lives to actually align ourselves with where God is right now. I know in my life, it's constantly changing and just when I think I've stretched as far as I yeah. possibly can stretch, he just pulls harder and I have to yield more. And I feel just like, oh, not again. And with all the things that have happened in my life, you think I'd be used to it. But no, yeah, funny? stretching is stretching yeah. no matter mm -hmm. where you're at. And I want to tell you that God isn't mad at you. God is not wanting to, to suffer. God's not wanting you not to have the things that you feel you need. He simply wants you to align yourself with him, and then he'll give you what you truly need, what mm -hmm. will truly meet the needs and the desires in your heart. Mm -hmm. A lot of young men, they don't have the women that they want. Why? Well, because they're not listening to God. They won't let God connect them with the person that he desires. They look after the natural man and they want a certain type of woman, a certain look, and a certain woman that adorns them instead of letting God connect them with the person that he wants. And a lot of times God tries to connect you and you think, well, she's out of my league. She won't like me. Her family won't like me. You don't even try, which is lack of faith too. Yeah, we have this sense that we're not worthy of the blessings of God so often that when good things start coming, we start to panic. Well, this just must mean that I'm going to get it taken away or there must be something hidden that I can't see that's bad about this because we just don't expect God to be that good. And he is. Yeah. You mentioned that when you went from church to church, you were not liked. God really showed me something this past week. I heard somebody say, being disliked means that you stand for something. And when you're going to stand for something, you're going to be disliked by somebody. 
the people that are not disliked are the people that try to please everyone and meet the needs of everyone. And they get less and less people that dislike them. But at the same time, they are less and less powerful in what they're doing because they're not standing for anything. So the more we stand for what God wants and the more we step into the alignment of God, which puts us more in line with his trajectory instead of the world's trajectory, the more we're going to be so different from the world and stand for that new trajectory that the world is not going to like us. Right. And even people in the church are so often controlled by their natural-minded thinking and so synced up to this world the way that it is that when God moves, they don't recognize the move of God and they reject it. And we need to be people that embrace God's will and the wholeness of what he is doing and walk in the fullness of it and be an example of that light. That's where the joy is. That's where the favor of God is. And that's where we're going to have peace and hope and nothing to fear. So in conclusion, we want you to hear God for yourself. Yes. We want to direct you to the bridegroom so that you have a relationship with the bridegroom and you go into the bridal chambers with the bridegroom. We're going to stop at the door. Exactly. (laughs) You know, our job will have been done when you meet the bridegroom being the bride of Christ. We're going to rejoice because you're doing that. That's our joy. We want you to be blessed. We want Jesus to be blessed. And when you're doing that, it's between you and him. We don't want to go beyond that door. We don't want to go into that secret place that you have with God. And no matter where you're at and whatever situation you have, if you will start listening to God yourself, miracles will happen in your life. You will feel the favor of the king. Things will start working out for you when in the past they never would. You'll be in the right place at the right time. You'll talk to the right people. You'll have unexpected blessings come to your life and your path will smooth out. It won't be a hedge of thorns anymore. It'll Mm -hmm. be a, a clear, broad path that you walk hand in hand with God on. Thank you for coming to the end of God's Love Club. We appreciate your diligence to listen to a whole hour of us talking. We love you. Mm -hmm. We think that you're an amazing person for wanting to know God's truth. And we pray that God bless you and that you'll be able to take away something that will help you this week. Help you connect to God one-on-one and know exactly what he wants you to do. Amen. Well, we'll see you next week. But, oh. First, here's a word from our sponsor. And now, coming to you live from that cathedral built for ten, the righteous reverend. Hi, how are you? I'm the Ratchet Reverend of the First Church of the Superficial, where we are increased with goods and have need of practically nothing. I was thinking this week about how God talks to me constantly. If he wasn't God, I'd call him Gabby. And I talk back to him in a respectful way. He tells me things that I, I need to know in order to lead my people in the most profitable way. And what I want to do is I want to relate to you the revelation of the Holy Spirit, okay? So we've started a podcast, and we're going to be podcasting once a week on our special Righteous Reverend app. You can get it on Amazon and Apple, and you can download that, and every time I get a revelation, it's going to ding. 
and you'll be able to get it right from the horse's mouth and it'll come directly to you and you won't be able to ignore it because it's going to ding. There's not a shutoff button. It's going to ding until you listen. We've found that this is the most effective way to get the revelation out as quick as possible. And so I know that you're hanging on my every word. And so this is a much more efficient way to do it. And I bless God for technology. When it's used for his purposes, it is a marvelous thing. I got a revelation the other day that we should increase our tithing to 12%. Now, people initially didn't think this was a good idea. But when I explained that it was for the building of the new edition of our new edition, they understood. You know, it's all in how you just put it out there. And right now, if I just get inspiration, I can just podcast it. It'll go directly to you. And voila, revelation on tap. I am amazing. Amen. Amen. It's been Righteous Moment with the Righteous Reverend. Be blessed. You guys have a great week, great seven days, and just know that God's for you, not against you. You are a child of God and beloved of the Most High. And God's going to do amazing things with you this week. Just listen and obey on time. That's okay? right. Okay? See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my. I think I'm going to get rid of my cell phone now. <laughs> yeah. Some apps we just don't want to download. <laughs> I know. <laughs>